Indeed, it is uh, 10 past four and we're in conversation next with uh, the uh, SARS Commissioner, Edward Kisweta. This week, uh, the presidency released a statement announcing the two-year extension of a tenure to the Commissioner of uh, South Africa's Revenue Services, that is Edward Kisweta. This move was made by President Cyril Ramaphosa to ensure stability as Kisweta appointed his uh, Deputy Commissioners in the last two years of his tenure to share um, more about the role we will be taking in this extended tenure. We speak to the commissioner who's joining us on the line. Commissioner, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. If you can re-establish that line, commissioner, let's try again. Good afternoon. Can you hear us? I can hear you now. Thank you. Thank you so much, commissioner, for making time for us. Um, what does this extension mean for you, um, considering the role that you had played at SARS? <laughs> What does it mean for me? Um, well, first of all, it means I have to park my wonderful ideas about retirement and uh, spending more time with family. But seriously, Aldred, um, you will recall after my appointment in May 2019, uh, the state of SARS was, you know, was 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 really undesirable, it had really suffered from the damage of state capture. And the my personal assessment really gave me the enormity of the scope of work that was required. No sooner had we clarified a strategic path and intent, uh, 10 months later, we went bang into COVID and that had all kinds of implications, firstly, for the progress we could make um, you know, the implementation and rollout of the plans. The unintended consequences of that was our economy went in decline, uh, government resources went in decline, SARS's funding was directly affected. And so a lot of that work had to uh, be repaced. Um, a very important stream of work was also building leadership bench strength, because ultimately leadership in an institution is not just about one individual. It's about strengthening the entire leadership bench. So any CEO will tell you that it takes about five to 10 years to implement a solid strategy. And given the fact that we were slowed down, um, I personally, when the president then asked me whether I would consider staying on to allow for a more uh, orderly transition, I took into account the fact that in any case, we have more work to be done, and those two years would allow us to embed the strategic journey we had started, and in fact, in many ways, to step it up, uh, but also to continue the work that I commenced in 2020 to ensure that there's a strong, high, competent, professional, but also a leadership system with integrity. Um, and then if that work is done, uh, we would be able to be more confident about sustaining the momentum at SARS. This is also a, an election here. It has other trans-administrational, transitional issues. And the one institution that you cannot afford to go into any form of instability, however triggered, is an institution such as SARS.
If you look at the Nugent Commission's report and also the recommendations that have been made there, one of them, for instance, is that SARS must take steps to restore uh, the cordial relations that formerly existed with other state institutions, including the NPA, the Financial Intelligence Center, the Auditor General, National Treasury, and develop uh, protocols for interaction with the National Treasury. Would you say that during this tenure you have been able to achieve that? We have made significant progress in that regard. I have very cordial relationships with the heads of all of the other agencies. We can pick up the phone, we meet when we need to. Um, And so from that perspective, I don't think there are any barriers that permit or that constrain our working requirement. The challenge we all face though, is that all of our institutions are still struggling with being appropriately capacitated. If you look at the NPA, the Hawks, they will all make the same moan that I do, which is we are underfunded and uh, you know the work we do is complex, complicated, needs time, needs resources, and we don't always have adequate resources. And I can give you examples of where we can do so much more if we were better resourced. The second thing is collaboration is hard. The minute you have more than one agency, Uh, each having its own mandate. And our mandate in government isn't always aligned. And very sometimes the the key performance indicators uh, work against each other. And so we need a whole of government approach to say, how do we cooperate better, especially when there is no friction between the heads, but there's institutional inertia. So for example, when SARS completes a, a investigation of a tax civil offense where there's also crime, we are then in the hands of the Hawks, in the hands of the NPA, who may have their own priorities. Um, And that interdependency doesn't always work as well as we want it to work. Would you say that that relationship or this relationship um, that that you're speaking about has also played a role in matters, for instance, in relation to SESFIN? Have you spoken to the Financial Intelligence Center, for instance, with regards to your investigation there? Let me not single out one taxpayer. The Sasson matter is in the public domain, not because we have put it there, but because the company quite rightly had to put out a SENS announcement after we had issued them with a summons. So now it's in the public domain. The, that will follow due process and uh, we will work with uh, 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 the other institutions like the FIC uh, and other ins- institutions where we require further investigation and if necessary, any further prosecution. But the principle that you refer to is quite important that we cannot do our work. In this particular example, uh, it was, we have a a functionality, a division in SARS that looks at um, crime, commercial and tax crime, where there is syndication. In other words, it's more than one party. Often, the, 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 it's offshore, it's onshore, uh, it, in, it requires the understanding of the entire value chain, but also any party who potentially, wittingly or unwittingly, can enable crime. Um, when it gets to banks, banks have a reporting requirement when there is a suspicious uh, or reportable transaction as defined in law. When banks merely have a tick-the-box compliance approach, then that's not enough. Banks cannot claim plausible deniability um, because they have not followed a comprehensive risk analysis. 
I mean, the elephant in the room, Eldred, is even crooks and criminals are very often good clients of banks, very profitable clients of banks. Mm. So the banks are caught between a rock and a hard place where, uh, you know, sometimes it's better for them to just turn a blind eye uh, or not to, to, to kick the can uh, because there's a risk of... Now, they would obviously be annoyed at me even saying that, but I cannot exclude the possibility in instances where bank have done tick-the-box compliance that they could have done more. The duty of care is not just about protecting the interest of a single client. It's protecting, firstly, the systemic risk to the banking institution, the financial sector, and importantly, uh, the erosion of the social fiber when crime is enabled and, and, and progress. In South Africa, we have a significant crime. The entire state capture was enabled by international businesses, South African businesses, banks, advisors, consultants, auditors. None of them can walk away and plead innocence. Do you think there needs to be further tightening of uh, the KYC, know your customer legislation, or are we? In, do you think it's, it's appropriate currently and all you need is that there needs to be uh, cooperation from the banks? A couple of things, Elder. Let me speak to the hard issues first. It's not just about policy and regulation. It's about our capacity to enforce it. You know, any policy or regulation is only as good as enforcement. If you give your kids uh, a, a bedtime rule and you never enforce it, then they're going to ignore it, right? So sometimes we've let ourselves down when we are not able to enforce the very rules and regulations. And in that instance, more regulations will not necessarily help. And very often, more regulations can be counterintuitive and counterproductive. The soft issue is the culture and the ethos of running businesses beyond reproach and with integrity and not uh, wittingly, unwittingly, and sometimes by omission, more than commission, uh, stand by and watch crime for 10 years and even beyond the 10 years because we haven't quite got rid of all of the corruption. There are active players who are at the scene of the crime and you have to ask, could we as a society have done more? Um, and very often we have to come to the conclusion we did not do enough. Um, uh, Commissioner, just a final one. Again, going back to the Nugent Commission, one of the other recommendations that was made there um, was in terms of litigation, it is recommended that SARS take steps to recover from the former commissioner legal cost and expenses incurred by SARS for litigation. Um, have you completed that? Which one specifically, Aldrin? This is now the recommendation from the Nugent Commission. Um, this is now the legal cost of the former um, commissioner, um, your, your predecessor. Have you recovered all of the legal costs um, that have been incurred by SARS? Aldred, we have done everything we could in terms of all affected parties, uh, which would include uh, Bain and other companies, it would include former employees of SARS. And at some stage, we then hand those, now that's the point I made earlier, we then hand over these matters to the Hawks, to the SAPs, and to the NPA. And in each of these regards, uh, my own assessment is we've not made enough progress. And so some of these matters are not yet closed from a whole-of-government approach.
Thank you so much for your time. That is uh, the governor, sorry, not the governor, the commissioner. <laughs> uh, that is the South African Revenue Service Commissioner, SARS Commissioner Edward Kisweta, on uh, the extension of his tenure as the commissioner of SARS by two years, of course, announced by the presidency and also relating to other matters, including that of assessment that are going to court to challenge um, the argument that have been put forward by SARS in terms of the money that is owed uh, to SARS. And SARS is arguing that actually assessment has a duty also to report any suspicious activity.